Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Amen. This month is the month of fruitfulness. I just want to read a passage, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and 28. You know it. If I wake you up in the night, you should be able to. Eh? Hallelujah. The Bible says God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. And he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, be fertile. Another version says be fruitful. Hallelujah. And multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. You can see that fruitfulness here is connected with so many other things. Hallelujah. But let me just start. I know that pastor, uh, the pastors must have dealt with this topic a lot. Let me just start by describing briefly what is fruitfulness. When you look at the dictionary, uh, you know, uh, uh, meaning. Fruitfulness says it is, is the state of being extremely productive. Hallelujah. Or prolific. Amen. A state of having abundance. A state of multiplication, a state of domination. When people multiply, what do they do? They dominate. Hallelujah. That's what God wanted. That's his intention. When he created man, he created them male and female. Only two of them. Amen? Only two. And he wanted them to multiply. So it's his passion. It is desire. Fruitfulness is a compulsion in the house of the first thing he ever said to man, be fruitful. It meant that that word is so important. God frowns as things that are not fruitful. You know why? The devil came to reduce. God came to multiply. That's why the Bible was speaking in John chapter 10 verse 10. He said the thief cometh to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I've come to give you life. So God is about abundance. God is about dominion. Hallelujah. That is his purpose. That is his will. That we have good life. That we dominate everything that he has created. But the devil came to steal that away from us. And so God frowns at anything that does not progress. When you see a delay, God frowns at it. God is not happy with it. Because his purpose, his intention, the reason why he created us, the reason why he wanted us was that we multiply. Hallelujah. And form a kingdom that will praise him and worship him. God coined the word fruitfulness from the beginning. And so when the devil came and messed up everything, there had to be a wiping out during the flood of Noah. But even after, Noah, after that time, God spoke to Noah. He said again, be fruitful. Can you see that that word meant so much with God? Hallelujah. Are you, there? Are you still here with me? In Genesis chapter 9, when you get home, please just read it. God called, when everything has gone, he called Noah again and said, be fruitful. Multiply. So this, these words are all interconnected. And I know that God is going to open your eyes to something great, I mean, so, something glorious that you can use in your life from today on in the mighty name of Jesus. So God is passionate about the word fruitfulness. God wants increase. God wants us to dominate. God wants a generation. A, the Bible says somewhere, he said, and in, at the end of age, there will be a new kingdom, a new heaven, and a new earth. He wants the population of those people there to be children of God who are fruitful, who are in charge, who are in control. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you still with me? So the devil is not a creator of anything. His intention is a reducer. A destroyer, a frustrator of good things. But we thank God because our God is a creator. 
And he has given you the grace and the opportunity and the glory and the, you know, the, the blessing. It's a blessing and it's a commandment as well. Be fruitful. Number one is a blessing and it's also a commandment. Amen? Are you still here? I'm going to shock you with one or two things. And I know that, Lord, life will never remain the same. Everything and anywhere there is stagnation, you can be sure it is the devil. Why? Because I know one thing. It is written. Every good gift comes from above. From the Father of heavenly light who does not change like shifting shadows. His intention, his desire is that will be fruitful, will be fertile, will be productive. Anything you lay your hands upon, anything you do in your career, in your spiritual life, in your marriage, in your finances, it should be fruitful. God never created us for failure. He never created us for delay. The devil saw it and tried to circumvent it. So God is passionate about people and he wants people to do something to be fruitful. Amen. Are you with me? Are you with me? I wrote down here, I said God is about abundance and the devil is about scarcity. The devil limits, but God wants greatness. And you know one thing? What you were last year, God wanted you to have gone much more higher than this year. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, somebody. When you read, please, when you get home because of time, Matthew chapter 25 from verse 14 to 30. It's about the parable of the talent. The Bible was speaking there, it said, and the kingdom of God, hallelujah, for, for the kingdom of heaven again. So God is about fruitfulness, about abundance. He's, that is his passion. Hallelujah. Say, so for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who calls his servants and deliver goods to them. We won't bother to read all. He gave one person five talents. He gave the other two talents. And he gave one, one talent. And after a while, you know, all these people, they went to do something and then they, they, they made profit. The Bible says when he came back, he took account. And the one who had five before had another five, which makes ten. Let me shock you. For people who are scientists, the percentage increase, how many of you can you calculate the percentage increase? Five to ten. Hundred percent. Are you with me? Hundred percent. That's our God. The God who wants us to be 100%. This year, you should be 100%. Next year, you should be above another 100%. He is a God of fruitfulness. So he's passionate about it. Hallelujah. Are you with me? He's desperate that we walk in these principles. So when one of them came and didn't do anything, he was shocked and disappointed. He said, yeah, at least you will have put it in the bank. And it will have yielded something. God is expecting something from you. God is not expecting you to be where you were last year, this time. God expects you to have changed and improved. Our God is a God of 100%. So you should be mad when things are not working 100% in your life. It's not your portion. It is not your design. It's not what you are designed for. You are designed for excellency. Your understanding of this will make you angry. Hallelujah. When you pray. Hallelujah. Are you with me? When things are not happening in your life, when you pray, you should be angry. Because, see, that's the secret. When you are angry, prayer are like, once you pray. <laughs> Bible spoke about Hannah. Hallelujah. Hannah was without a child. 
And that day, the Bible says, in the agony of her heart, she cried and prayed that the prophet thought she was drunk. She could not take it anymore. I pray that you will, your eyes will open to know that you have been cheated by the devil. This is not the level God created you for. You are beyond this. But I must tell you, there are certain things that are principled in life. The only thing that is free is salvation, brothers and sisters. You don't work for that. But every other thing, if you want it, you work for it. If you want it, you struggle for it. Bible says the kingdom of God sovereign violence. And the violent take care of it by force. There is nothing, absolutely nothing impossible with God for your life. If you truly want it, you will get it. There are things that are principled in life. If you do not sow, how can you reap? How many of you have listened to Mama's message last Friday? There are things that you just do. I mean, sometimes prayer is good. But there are sometimes there are steps you need to take as a child of God. And that's why the Bible call for this month of fruitfulness. John chapter 15, from verse 1 to 10. I think I will read from verse 1 to 10. I'm going to bring out certain things here that will help us. I pray that our God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Last Friday, my brother was talking about God. And the reason for was talking about the relationship between you and God. Hallelujah. Your connection with God. Okay, let me just start from here. How many of you know a seed? You have seen a seed before. How many of you have planted a seed before? Because that's going to help me to describe. Okay. I think a majority of us might be able to relate to this. So I'm going to be using a seed, plant, and fruit relationship. And I pray that God is going to help us so that we understand clearly. Now, a seed has life. It does not matter whether it's dry or it's still wet. A seed that is dry can still last 50 years. And when you plant it, it will, it will sprout, sprout up. You are a seed. Hallelujah. You know why? For God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So you have life because you what? You confess Christ. If you did not confess Christ, unfortunately, you are, well, I'm not going to say it. Hallelujah. But because you confess Christ, you carry Christ. You carry life. He said, Jesus Christ is life itself. And that life is the light of men. So if you are born again, you have life inside of you. You are not dead. You are life. If you fall into the right place, you will multiply so much so that you'll be shocked. So it just meant one thing, therefore, that for you to fulfill purpose, you must be connected. You must have intimacy with the source of life.
when the seed is left in the pot, it will stay like a seed. But when water comes around it or soil comes around it, things will begin to change. You are that seed. You have life inside of you. I will tell you one thing. There are many Christians who are dormant. I mean born again Christians who are not fruitful because they abide in me and I in you. There are two things. Are you with me? Two things. He's in you. Hallelujah. You need to be in him. Hallelujah, somebody. I'm just going to read briefly. I believe that we have read these passages several times as well. John chapter 15. I'm going to read from here and then um, God helping us. I will be able to knock this into place. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it means that there might be branches in him who are not bearing fruit. Hallelujah. Isn't that shocking? When you look at it clear, carefully, it means that in the plant, in the vine, it's possible for you to have a branch that is drying up. Amen? And then you can see other branches, they are doing well. Hallelujah. You begin to wonder what is happening. God is the God of obedience. Let's open our Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse number 20. I just want to bring out something from there, and then we go further. I know that God is going to help us in Jesus' mighty name. I will read from here. If, okay. That you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice. And that you may cling to him. For he is your life. And the length of your days. And that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. To Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. To give them. Hallelujah somebody. Praise the Lord somebody. He is your life. Now if you are not connected to life. How will you be fruitful? Now, it's a, a, a branch that is withered, a branch that is withered, that means there is something, there is a disconnection between the branch and the vine. A lot of Christians, it's very possible to be a born-again Christian and you are dried out, you are withered. There's only one thing that God required. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. When you look at that, sometimes it looks so big, and that is true. You seem to want to love your children more, you know? Mm -hmm. And for some of you who are married, you say, ah, I love my wife, I love my husband. But he said, love the Lord thy God with all. God first. How many of us are putting God first. If God is first in our lives, hallelujah, we will be abiding in him. He's already in us. If God is first in our decisions, we are connected to a source of life. The real purpose of the devil 
is to break that relationship, that intimacy you have with God. Because as soon as you break it, everything goes out. That's why in the Bible, after the children, I mean, after Adam and Eve were deceived, did you know what they did? How many of you can tell me what they did? They hid themselves. That's the purpose of the devil. To take away your, you know, your relationship with your maker, with your source, with your abundance. So if God is not forced in our life, something else will be forced. You cannot serve two masters. You either love one or hate the other. If he is the source of life, what else do you want? Hallelujah, somebody. I pray that I, I hope I'm speaking to somebody here this morning. There are certain things that are, you know, principles in life. If you do them, you are bound to get the same result. Some of you who did chemistry in school, they say if you had um, acid plus um, what is it? Acid plus base, you get salt and water. Is that not so? Some of us, okay, if so, okay, because some some of us didn't do chemistry. At least we know about finances. If you put $50 plus $50, what do you get? $100. If you must get $100 and you have $20, what are you, do, what are you looking for? You, if you don't get that $80, you cannot get $100. Is that, isn't that so? So there are certain things in life. There are principles that cannot be changed. The word of God cannot be broken. Heaven and earth can pass away, but his word shall stand for sure. If you abide in me and I abide in you. These are, see, there is no two way. You can't change it. Prayer cannot change it. If you are not in him, you can pray from here to live forever. I don't know how else I can explain it better. But this is it. If you make him first in your life and he's already living in you, you are connected to you. I mean, there is no reason why the devil can stop me. You can go to him, God. Ah, this is your law. You can't break your law. That's what the devil does. The devil also goes, he said, the accuser, the accuser goes to the father. No, 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 no. He failed here. So he must not get this. But once you have, when you have fulfilled all righteousness, when you have I mean, when your obedience is complete. No power can stop you. Even if heaven made a mistake, they will say, oh, it was a mistake, sorry. Have you seen when you make a call and you're arguing with them that you took my money instead of not taking my, okay. Oh, and they check and, oh, sorry, it's a mistake. If you did the right thing, you can go before heaven. And say, Lord, this is your word. And God has no other case but to say, oh, my son, it is done. May our eyes be open to see that which God has prepared for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Are you still here with me? Because of time, I just want to show you what it means to abide. Hallelujah. I've already shared with you that love the Lord your God with all your heart. That's the first commandment. And the Bible says the second commandment is like thus. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Praise the Lord somebody. If God is forced in our life, he has but no other choice to help us when we need him. Because we are connected to him. Because he is our vine. Hallelujah. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart. 
And our God is the God of fruitfulness. 100% today. Next year, 100%. If you have been praying five minutes before, what does it mean? Next year, you must be praying 10 minutes. The following year. So if you have been a born again Christian from 10 years ago, uh -huh. you should be praying one hour, two hours now. And let's just put it like that. Sometimes we think we waste our time. <laughs> we are not wasting time. He's the source of life. He knows where you are supposed to be. He knows what's supposed to be happening in your life. If you are connected to him, you will do things that others have taken for 10 years to do. You will do it in a day. I must have shared this story several times. That when I was in school, I was also a pastor here. I will, and I was going to work. There are some people, they, they, all they do is school. No, no, no. They don't even go to church. They don't even do anything more than school, school, school. And I did better. It's not because I'm good. It's because I invested my time in his presence. And sometimes when you do so, you could get discouraged. Because you have been waiting, hoping, and waiting, praying, and I'm hoping. It has not yet happened. Don't worry. He cannot break his word. What you do in secret, he will reward it. You might think, oh yeah, everybody's making money. I'm not making money. I want to work on Sunday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. I want to work on Sunday when you're supposed to be in the church. Can you imagine Jesus leaving the synagogue on Sunday, yeah, on this synagogue day? I think Saturday was used to be there. Okay. And doing something else or going fishing. I just want you to look at yourself. Will Jesus be elsewhere when he's supposed to be in the synagogue? He loved his father and he obeyed him to the fullness. Yeah, we say sometimes we are not under law. Yeah, I know. I understand. No, we're not. We're under the grace. Mm -hmm. But there are things that are principled in life. You can't change it. It's just the way it is. If you are faithful to God, he will be faithful to you. What does he mean? If you have been coming to service once in a week, mm -hmm. only on Sundays, you don't attend Bible studies, you don't attend Friday prayer meeting, all right? But you know, you have to be fruitful. What it means is from next year, at least by next year, you will continue. Okay? Two. And then the next year, it must be three. Hallelujah. You are not wasting your time. And it's only one or two hours in a week. One hour on Wednesday. Two hours on Friday. On Sunday, three hours. How many hours altogether? Huh? Six. How many hours in a week? In a week? 24 times 7. So you have all that hours doing yourself good. Eh? And you can spend only some minute with God. Now, it's difficult to stand alone. I mean, stay alone and pray and do things and, you know, think you are spiritual. When you come together, you are encouraged. When you come together, you are encouraged. You, 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 you get things that you wouldn't have gotten if you were alone. I'm not saying that you are not praying when you are walking. When you are walking on Wednesday. I'm not saying that you are not praying. You are praying, okay? Yeah. But... Uh, there's a blessing there. There is a bigger blessing. Hallelujah. God is a faithful God. What your mate takes three years to achieve, you can achieve it in a month if you are consistent with God. Do you know that God speaks? Do you know that God reveals? By the time you begin to have a relationship, an intimacy relationship with him, he begins to tell you things that are so, so minute. 
so small and so big. He begins to tell you, no, this is the way you should go. This is the way you should go. He sends people to tell you things that you, that you do not even know. And that saves you more much time, hallelujah, than having to, you know, having to go out, do your work, and then come and pray, and five minutes you are gone. And then you are, you are kept walking. Please walk smart. They, they always say, walk smart. Mm -hmm. Walk smart. I mean, give what is God, God's. And see whether he's not going to arise on your behalf. I pray that the Lord is going to help us in the name of Jesus. So the devil is smart. He tells you you have all the bills to pay. He brings them. In fact, if you are not careful, you will keep multiplying them. In fact, if you are not very careful, your vehicle will develop a problem just yesterday and today you have another problem. And tomorrow, your light bill has come. It's not going to finish. It is never going to stop. There will always be need for you to pay one bill or the other. There will, it's a distraction. <laughs> the devil is smart. He will put all these things together, make everything look big so that you don't have time for God. And when you don't have time for God, he's happy because he has broken, you know, that flow of resources that can sustain you, that can make you fruitful in life. I tell you, God does not only want us to be fruitful spiritually, he wants us to be fruitful in all aspects of our lives. So number one thing that you must know is you must have an intimate relationship with him because he is the source of life. When you are connected to the source of life, you don't seem to need anything. When you need something, you will ask for it, it will be given. But it takes time. A seed does not become a fruit in one day. How many of you have seen mango seed that you planted yesterday and now you are beginning to plug it? No, it doesn't work like that. It's a process. It is a process. The seed is planted. Please be planted in the house of the Lord. Please be planted in the word of God. For the word of God, they are life itself. They are creative. He created the whole world with speaking the word. You can speak into your life. You can prophesy into your life. You can spend time prophesying into your life. Knowledge like this will help us. Pray that God is going to strengthen us in the name of Jesus. Spend time in his presence. Don't just rush out for nothing. Ask him, what do you want me to do today? And it will save you all the, you know, all the houses of prayer and error. I don't seem to have time for trying and error. I want to go straight to what he wants me to do. I don't know about you. I want to achieve what I needed to achieve in time. And that only can happen if you are in him. I pray that God is going to strengthen us in the name of Jesus. Are you still here? Praise the Lord somebody. Praise the Lord somebody. You can only grow. When you are continually in him. Because his word is meant to transform us. It's good to read the word. It is good to have knowledge. Hallelujah. People perish because of lack of knowledge. It's good to have knowledge. But let me shock you too. You can have the knowledge and put it in the pocket. Eh? Hallelujah, somebody. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. This month is the month of fruitfulness. 
Now, I just want to read a passage, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and 28. You know it. If I wake you up in the night, you should be able to... Mm, eh? Hallelujah. The Bible says God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them male and female, and he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, be fertile. Another version says be fruitful. Hallelujah. And multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. You can see that fruitfulness here is connected with so many other things. Hallelujah. But let me just start. I know that pastor, uh, the pastors must have dealt with this topic a lot. But let me just start by describing briefly what is fruitfulness. When you look at the dictionary, uh, you know, uh, uh, meaning. Fruitfulness says it is, is the state of being extremely productive. Hallelujah. Or prolific. Amen. A state of having abundance. Instead of multiplication, instead of dominance, see, when people multiply, what do they do? They dominate. Hallelujah. That's what God wanted. That's his intention. When he created man, he created them male and female, only two of them. Amen? Only two. And he wanted them to multiply. So it's his passion, it's his desire. Fruitfulness is a compulsion in the house of God. The first thing he ever said to man, be fruitful. It meant that that word is so important. God frowns as things that are not fruitful. You know why? The devil came to reduce. God came to multiply. That's why the Bible was speaking in John chapter 10 verse 10. He said the thief cometh to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I've come to give you life. So God is about abundance. God is about domineering. Hallelujah. That is his purpose. That is his will. That we have good life. That we dominate everything that he has created. But the devil came to steal that away from us. And so God frowns at anything that does not progress. When you see a delay, God frowns at it. God is not happy with it. Because his purpose, his intention, the reason why he created us, the reason why he wanted us was that we multiply. Hallelujah. And form a kingdom that will praise him and worship him. God coined the word fruitfulness from the beginning. And so when the devil came and messed up everything, there had to be a wiping out during the Lord of Noah. But even after, Noah, after that time, God spoke to Noah. He said again, be fruitful. Can you see that that word meant so much with God? Hallelujah. Are you, there? Are you still here with me? In Genesis chapter 9, when you get home, please just read it. God called, when everything has gone, he called Noah again and said, be fruitful. Multiply. So this, these words are all interconnected. And I know that God is going to open your eyes to something great, I mean, so something glorious that you can use in your life from today on in the mighty name of Jesus. So God is passionate about the word fruitfulness. God wants increase. God wants us to dominate. God wants a generation. In, the Bible says somewhere, he said, and in, at the end of age, there will be a new kingdom, a new heaven, and a new earth. He wants the population of those people there to be children of God who are fruitful, who are in charge, who are in control. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you still with me? So the devil is not a creator of anything. His intention is a reducer. A destroyer, a frustrator of good things. But we thank God because our God is a creator. And He has given you the grace and the opportunity and the glory and the you know the, the blessing. It's a blessing and it's a commandment as well. Be fruitful. Number one is a blessing and it's also a commandment. Amen. Are you still here? I'm going to shock you with one or two things. And I know that, Lord, life will never remain 
the same. Everything and anywhere there is stagnation, you can be sure it is the devil. Why? Because I know one thing. It is written. Every good gift comes from above. From the father of heavenly light who does not change like shifting shadows. His intention, his desire is that will be fruitful, will be fertile, will be productive. Anything you lay your hands upon, anything you do in your career, in your spiritual life, in your marriage, in your finances, it should be fruitful. God never created us for failure. He never created us for delay. The devil saw it and tried to circumvent it. So God is passionate about people and he wants people to do something to be fruitful. Amen. Are you with me? Are you with me? I wrote down here, I said God is about abundance and the devil is about scarcity. The devil limits but God wants greatness. And you know one thing? What you were last year, God wanted you to have gone much more higher than this year. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, somebody. When you read, please, when you get home because of time, Matthew chapter 25 from verse 14 to 30. It's about the parable of the talent. And the Bible was speaking there, it said, and the kingdom of God, hallelujah, for, for the kingdom of heaven again, so God is about fruitfulness, about abundance. He's, that is his passion. Hallelujah. So for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who calls his servants and deliver goods to them. We won't bother to read all. He gave one person five talents. He gave the other two talents. And he gave one, one talent. And after a while, you know, all these people, they went to do something and then they, they, they made profit. The Bible says when he came back, he took account. And the one who had five before had another five, which makes ten. Let me shock you. For people who are scientists, the percentage increase. How many of you can you calculate the percentage increase? Five to ten. Hundred percent. Are you with me? Hundred percent. That's our God. The God who wants us to be 100%. This year, you should be 100%. Next year, you should be above by another 100%. He is a God of fruitfulness. So he's passionate about it. Hallelujah. Are you with me? He's desperate that we walk in these principles. So when one of them came and didn't do anything, he was shocked and disappointed. He said, yeah, at least you will have put it in the bank and it will have yielded something. God is expecting something from you. God is not expecting you to be where you were last year this time. God expects you to have changed and improved. Our God is a God of 100%. So you should be mad when things are not working 100% in your life. It's not your portion. It is not your design. It's not what you are designed for. You are designed for excellency. Your understanding of this will make you angry. Hallelujah. When you pray. Hallelujah. Are you with me? When things are not happening in your life, when you pray, you should be angry. Because, see, that's the secret. When you are angry, prayer are like, once you pray. <laughs> Bible spoke about Hannah. Hallelujah. Hannah was without a child. And that day, the Bible says, in the agony of her heart, she cried and prayed. That the prophet thought she was drunk. She could not take it anymore. I pray that you will, your eyes will open to know that you have been cheated by the devil. This is not the level God created you for. You are beyond this. But I must tell you, 
There are certain things that are principled in life. The only thing that is free is salvation, brothers and sisters. You don't work for that. But every other thing, if you want it, you work for it. If you want it, you struggle for it. The Bible says the kingdom of God sovereigns violence. And the violent take it by force. There is nothing, absolutely nothing impossible with God for your life. If you truly want it, you will get it. There are things that are principled in life. If you do not sow, how can you reap? How many of you have listened to Mama's message last Friday? There are things that you just do. I mean, sometimes prayer is good. But there are sometimes there are steps you need to take as a child of God. And that's why the Bible call for this month of fruitfulness. John chapter 15 from verse 1 to 10. I think I will read from verse 1 to 10. I'm going to bring out certain things here. That will help us. I pray that our God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Last Friday, my brother was talking about God and the reason for Was talking about the relationship between you and God. Hallelujah. Your connection with God. Okay, let me just start from here. How many of you know a seed? You have seen a seed before. How many of you have planted a seed before? Because that's going to help me to describe. Okay, I think a majority of us might be able to relate to this. So I'm going to be using a seed, plant, and fruit relationship and I pray that God is going to help us so that we understand clearly now a seed has life it does not matter whether it's dry or it's still wet a seed that is dry can still last 50 years and when you plant it it will, it will sprout, sprout up you are a seed hallelujah you know why for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So you have life because you what? You confess Christ. If you did not confess Christ, unfortunately, you are, well, I'm not going to say it. Hallelujah. But because you confess Christ, you carry Christ. You carry life. He said Jesus Christ is Life itself. And that life is the light of men. So if you are born again, you have life inside of you. You are not dead. You are alive. If you fall into the right place, you will multiply. So much so that you'll be shocked. So it just meant one thing, therefore. That for you to fulfill purpose, you must be connected. You must have intimacy with the source of life. When the seed is left in the pot, it will stay like a seed. But when water comes around it or soil comes around it, things will begin to change. You are that seed. You have life inside of you. I will tell you one thing. There are many Christians 
who are dormant. I mean born again Christians who are not fruitful because they abide in me and I in you. There are two things. Are you with me? Two things. He's in you. Hallelujah. You need to be in him. Hallelujah, somebody. I'm just going to read briefly. I believe that we have read these passages several times as well. John chapter 15. I'm going to read from here and then um, God helping us. I will be able to knock this into place. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit. It means that there might be branches in him who are not bearing fruit. Hallelujah. Isn't that shocking? When you look at it clear, carefully, it means that in a plant, in a vine, it's possible for you to have a branch that is drying up. Amen? And then you can see other branches, they are doing well. Hallelujah. You begin to wonder what is happening. God is the God of obedience. Let's open our Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse number 20. I just want to bring out something from there. And then we go further. I know that God is going to help us in Jesus' mighty name. I will read from here. If, okay. That you may love the Lord your God. That you may obey his voice. And that you may cling to him. For he is your life. And the length of your days. And that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. To Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. To give them. Hallelujah somebody. Praise the Lord somebody. He is your life. Now if you are not connected to life. How will you be fruitful? Now, it, a, a branch that is withered, a branch that is withered, that means there is something, there is a disconnection between the branch and the vine. A lot of Christians, it's very possible to be a born-again Christian and you are dried out, you are withered. There's only one thing that God required. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. When you look at that, sometimes it looks so big, and that is true. You seem to want to love your children more, you know? Mm -hmm. And for some of you who are married, you say, ah, I love my wife, I love my husband. But he said, love the Lord thy God with all. God first. How many of us are putting God first. If God is first in our lives, hallelujah, we will be abiding in him. He's already in us. If God is first in our decisions, we are connected to a source of life. The real purpose of the devil is to break that relationship, that intimacy you have with God. Because as soon as you break it, everything goes sour. That's why in the Bible, after the children, I mean, after Adam and Eve were deceived, did you know what they did? How many of you can tell me what they did? They hid themselves. That's 
the purpose of the devil. To take away your, you know, your relationship with your maker, with your source, with your abundance. So if God is not first in our life, something else will be first. You cannot serve two masters. You either love one or hate the other. If he is the source of life, what else do you want? Hallelujah, somebody. I pray that I, I hope I'm speaking to somebody here this morning. There are certain things that are, you know, principles in life. If you do them, you are bound to get the same result. Some of you who did chemistry in school, they say if you had um, acid plus, um, what is it? Acid plus base, you get salt and water. Is that not so? Some of us, okay, if so, okay, because some, some of us didn't do chemistry. At least we know about finances. If you put $50 plus $50, what do you get? $100. If you must get $100 and you have $20, what are you, do, what are you looking for? You, if you don't get that $80, you cannot get $100. Is that, isn't that so? So there are certain things in life. There are principles that cannot be changed. The word of God cannot be broken. Heaven and earth can pass away, but his word shall stand for sure. If you abide in me and I abide in you. These are, see, there is no two way. You can't change it. Prayer cannot change it. If you are not in him, you can pray from here to live forever. I don't know how else I can explain it better. But this is it. If you make him first in your life and he's already living in you, you are connected to you. I mean, there is no reason why the devil can stop me. You can go to him, God. Huh? This is your law. You can't break your law. That's what the devil does. The devil also goes, he said, the accuser, the accuser goes to the father. No, 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 no. He failed here. So he must not get this. But once you have, when you have fulfilled all righteousness, when you have, I mean, you, when your obedience is complete, no power can stop you. Even if heaven made a mistake, they will say, oh, it was a mistake, sorry. Have you seen when you make a call and you're arguing with them that you took my money instead of not taking my, okay, oh, and they check and, oh, sorry, we're, it's a mistake. If you did the right thing, you can go before heaven and say, Lord, this is your word. And God has no other case but one to say, oh, my son, it is done. May our eyes be open to see that which God has prepared for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Are you still here with me? Because of time, I just want to show you what it means to abide. Hallelujah. I've already shared with you that love the Lord your God with all your heart. That's the first commandment. And the Bible says the second commandment is like thus. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Praise the Lord, somebody. If God is first in our life, he has but no other choice to help us when we need him. Because we are connected to him. Because he is our vine. Hallelujah. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart. And our God is the God of fruitfulness. 100% today. Next year, 100%. If you have been praying five minutes before, what does he mean? Next year, you must be praying 10 minutes. The following year. So if you have been a born again Christian from 10 years ago, uh -huh. 
you should be praying one hour, two hours now. Let's just put it like that. Sometimes we think we waste our time. <laughs> we are not wasting time. He's the source of life. He knows where you are supposed to be. He knows what's supposed to be happening in your life. If you are connected to him, you will do things that others have taken for 10 years to do. You will do it in a day. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom.